Okay, Coach, we're continuing our conversation, but like usual, let's give our introductions. My name is Greg McNeil. Who is always cold. Yes. <laughs> I'm, yeah, I'm wrapped up in a blanket right now. If you saw this, you would probably chuckle. Greg McNeil, the owner of Coach's Corner and Soar. I am one half of the partnership with... Sherry, and uh, I own Genius Communication, and uh, I help people... Uh, make money in their business, but also, Coach, you know, true happiness comes from the inside, yeah. and I that's what we do. Mm-hmm. I uh, am excited about the Hell Yeah Life mm-hmm. Coaching Intensive. Doors are open. Go to yourhellyeahlife.com uh, mm-hmm. and learn about it, but uh, that's my favorite thing. I mean, I love branding. I mm-hmm. love sitting in front of a computer and creating content. I love business consulting and hiring consulting. But what we do mm-hmm. and seeing people that have just tried to get to a certain place, and I'm sure you've noticed it's all internally mm-hmm. because a lot of the people we work with are extremely successful. That's right. Um, but it's, there's something missing. It's kind of like you know that Robin Williams deal. He had everything. On the surface, he did. And then he committed suicide. It's always inside your internal environment will always determine the quality of life, right? That's exactly right. And so that's what we do, and that's what that intensive is all about. And we're we're continuing our conversation from, it's last week for the poor <laughs> listeners, we're actually continuing. Because you said something. You said, okay, so when you get around people that, you know, they help everybody, blah, blah. And they, they say, I, I feel like I'm a nice person. You're like, no, you're an angry person. <laughs> yes. Okay. So kind of get into that a, a little bit. And then I have some thoughts on it too. Okay. So uh, what we were talking about um, uh, moments ago, which is actually going to be almost two weeks for you. <laughs> actually a week, Coach. Oh, a week. Oh, sorry yep. about that. A week. Um yeah, I have to get used to this podcast schedule. Uh, yeah, yeah. But um, so the client comes to me and I'm working with the client. And in this example here, the client talks about how they're always extending their service, their time, their money, whatever that emotions is. Emotions even? You can yeah. expend emotions to help people? Absolutely. They are willing to give the shirt off of their back to someone else. Mm-hmm. That's the phrase we use. Mm-hmm. And so I'm looking at this person and I'm like, well, that's wonderful. When he says that, he has something else coming. <laughs> exactly. Because at that point, I'm looking at them and I'm saying, okay, but that's not it, is it? So what's the truth? The truth is you're not really a nice person. You're angry as hell, right? <laughs> and the reason why you're angry is because you have been trading yourself away in the hopes that someone is going to return to you your investment in time, money, emotion, whatever that is. And what you find out is they're not doing it. And so you haven't developed the skill to stop doing that. And now your psyche is mad at you. Your mouth is closed, but your mind is running a thousand miles an hour because you are just angry and you haven't figured out how to stand up for yourself and what you need. Coach, I feel like just busting out in a song. I mean, you just have hit the nail on the head. (laughs) And so for me, I'd like to tell people, it's like, drop this banner, this moniker that you are. Yes, 
that you are a nice person. You want to be a conscious individual. You were put here to take care of yourself first because that's where your soul resides in your body. Like you said, enlightened self-interest. Exactly. So once you can learn how to meet your own needs, now you can sufficiently help other people to meet their needs. Yeah. So we all have to develop the skill of self-reliance, not selfishness, but take care of yourself first. Because if you're angry on the inside, it doesn't matter if you show up at somebody's house and you're helping them to do something. If you've sacrificed yourself one too many times, you suddenly start to realize that you're not the person that you thought you were. Right. And eventually it's going to show up. You might end up I hate to say this because I've seen it so many times, you start to have health issues. That's what I was about to say. Yeah, mm-hmm. because you're not able to open your mouth and speak your truth, so you internalize all that anger. Not to mention the stress that you have from all your time being given to other people, your emotions to their drama, mm-hmm. uh, your money to their lack. I mean, where it actually puts you in a bind. Exactly. And it does. It does create an anger. So when we think back to the kickoff last week of mm-hmm. this topic was the lady I'm working with that, you know, when she needed help moving, no one was there. Nope. When, you know, she has issues, people don't care. Yeah. They just want to call and they want to, you know, use her ear and her emotions to for themselves to feel comfortable, right? Mm-hmm. So she was shocked that the things that she had done for others, they weren't doing in return. And all of that added a stress to her life, right? Yes. And so um, when people are stressed like that, it saps them of their joy. Uh, And like you said, they get angry and they get resentful because here's something that everybody needs to understand. People are driven by self-interest. For some, it's uh, selfishness. For others, it's wisdom. They'll actually, Mm -hmm. like you said, the mama bear has to feed herself when she she wakes up. And so most people like the Socrates, you know, principle of get people talking about themselves and they'll like you. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But the minute you try to insert something about yourself, all of a sudden it's like, what are you doing? (laughs) This is about me. Exactly. Yes. And so it does this um, inability to say no uh, can be very dangerous for people. There's tangible effects that um, can happen. And so when you have your marriage, I mean, you hear, uh, and you know, this is even to me, I don't know if it's so much anymore, but I remember when I was first like a teenager and I'd start watching like Christians, you know, Mm -hmm. and how they would help others. And I remember sitting back thinking, what are y'all doing? Because these people that are showing up at your house at 9 o'clock at night because they have this emergency, uh, it ain't no emergency, number one. You're doing without sleep, and you're running your marriage, and you're running your kids' lives. They don't even want to have anything to do with it because you're letting these people steal from you. And, and, and sure enough, it all, you know, like it usually implodes. Mm-hmm. You uh, might have divorces. You might have kids mm-hmm. that want nothing to do with the faith of the family that they grew yep. up in. Yep. There's so many things. So to me, I always ask, why are you doing this? It is not just out of the goodness of your heart. There no. is something that is being fed there for you helping all these people. Yeah, so I'm one of the guys that'll tell you compromise is a bad word to me. 
Okay. You know, you might as well. That's the that's one of the worst curse words I could ever hear, mm -hmm. because I don't believe in the phrase compromise. Okay. Because anyone that's compromised is losing. Okay. Think about that. So when two nations get together and they say, well, we're going to have a certain type of treaty. <clears throat> no. The one that has the power is the one that sets the terms right. for the treaty. Right. Right. You see what I'm saying? Yes. Okay. And a lot of people miss that. So when a person says, well, you know, I think it's important to compromise. No, it's not. It's important to negotiate. Mm -hmm. When we negotiate, we both have our needs met. Mm -hmm. When you compromise, you're saying then, I am going to sacrifice something in exchange for something else. Which sometimes you don't get. Treaties get broken all the well, time. Well, and this is my point, because when they're sitting in front of me talking about the word compromise, I'm like, well, then why are you angry? Yeah. You're angry because you didn't get what you want, because you gave away what you needed. Yes. And <clears throat> when it comes to couplehood, this is where I see it a lot. And unfortunately, it can break your heart if you don't have the appropriate boundaries. So yeah. somebody comes to me and it's like, I'm ha not happy. I've done this. I've done this. And I said, well, why are you doing that? <laughs> I do the same thing. I, I'm thinking of a couple right now. <laughs> yeah, it's like, why are you doing it? And, you know, when I hear certain things, it's like you, you do realize that people are making decisions, right? Um, nobody is making a mistake. They are making a decision. Yes. Know the difference. A mistake is, uh, did I leave my glasses in the refrigerator? I thought I set them on top of the refrigerator, but I think I was looking in the freezer and I had a thought and I think I took my glasses off and maybe I was thinking something else and somebody says, uh, sweetheart, your glasses are in the refrigerator. That's a mistake. Right. If you go out and you engage in another activity that hurts another person, and you are grown, mm -hmm. I almost said a curse word, mm -hmm. you are a grown-up, mm -hmm. grown man, grown mm -hmm. woman, maybe you have children of your own, yep. you have not made a mistake. Made cut a the, mm -hmm. cut, would you say that word, BS, because I can be <laughs> strong. Where truth confronts BS, yeah, yep, that's I can, what that I, is. I can be strong with it, right? So I'm just saying this, one, there is no such thing as compromise Ladies and gentlemen, there is negotiate. You want to live your life fully, then first know what you need. And get right. the terms out in the open. Exactly, because mm -hmm. if you do not do that, then you're setting yourself up from a form of sabotage, which could possibly be something that you've been dealing with for a time, which leads to the unhappiness that you yeah. feel. The nice person that just keeps giving themselves away, giving themselves away, and they're saying, well, the Lord's going to provide. Well, the Lord's already provided, but you're the you one that has to open your... keep giving it all away. <laughs> exactly. You're the one that's like, uh, no is a great word. Okay, so uh, I have, a, it's a couplehood thing. <laughs> and because I always like, you know, I mean, obviously, uh, me and you serve our clients and our mm -hmm. customers very well with excellence. We try to. Yeah. Well, I don't think we try. We do. Exactly. And, um, and so, you know, again, when I see stuff like that, I'm like, what are you getting from it? You have to be getting something from it mm -hmm. because I don't care how nice you are. You're getting something from this activity, right? That's right. Even if it is sacrificing your time, et cetera, for yeah. others, you're getting something. So I have this couple, and 
and she's uh, an S personality, which they are nurturers, very affectionate, um, definitely diplomatic, giving people. Uh, and she's married to a D. So me and you are Ds. And, and he would be a, an unrefined D. So he's all about himself and what he's going, you know. And so it's created some issues. Well, anyway, so we have like 20 plus years of her just doing everything and, you know, give, give, give and, you know, blah, blah. And that's not returning. And so I said, well, what is your motive for completely losing your identity and who you are and what you would like to do on this planet, mm-hmm. what is your motive all these years of just conceding? Because, number one, here's the thing. It doesn't help him. Nope. He's gotten worse. That's right. Number two, you've lost yourself. Yes. And now you're at the brink of divorce. Yes. So you had to have been getting something that whole time. And for her, it was security because... To confront a D, like especially if you're an S personality, Ds are very quick-witted and they can rip you to shreds in moments. And S's are more methodical and they have to think about their responses. And so she didn't want the wrath of the D. She didn't want the conflict, which mm-hmm. they hate. S's mm-hmm. hate conflict. Mm-hmm. They will avoid it at all costs. And then uh, fear of loss. Yep. So again, what she thought was accommodating and that's what a Christian wife should do and that's blah, 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 has actually almost ended her in divorce court. So you have to ask yourself, what is the motive of your yes? You do. So I'm just going to say something. So uh, anybody that's been following us for a while, they probably heard me say, well, um, I'm not a Christian. I'm not, you know, in the religion but I'm a guy that lives on the planet. I'm not in religion either, Coach. Okay, yeah, there you go. <laughs> but I'm a guy that lives on the planet. Mm-hmm. So I deal with just a wide spectrum of individuals yes. <clears throat> from every walk of life. Yeah. So then you need to know something about the people that you deal with. Right. So I will read a Bible with a Mike, well, I started to say a microscope, but I meant to say like a magnifying glass. In other words, I'm going to read it to make sure I know what's going on. So that way I know where the person that I'm working with is coming from. Right. right? So one of the funny things I, that I get every time I say this to the person, I said, well, what do you think about Jesus taking a switch and whooping um, some butt in the temple? Mm-hmm. And they're looking at me like, uh, mm-hmm. well, he kind of got angry. I was like, well, hang on for a second. I said, don't you think then it's appropriate for you to stand up for what you think is really important? Because that's really what that incident was all yes. about. Yes. And they're looking at me and like, I never thought about it that way. Yeah. And it's like, well, love, you're under a spell mm-hmm. because you need to come to grips with what you really need first, because if you don't go after that if you don't treat yourself kindly nothing in the world does yeah and giving yourself away to other people because you think they're going to see your kindness and give it back to you you make the assumption that they think like you do but your history if you're watching it closely tells you they're not thinking like you do Mm -hmm. so after two or three times you have to know it Mm -hmm. sort of like in a dog training we say things like you can whisper 
and your dog can hear you. Mm -hmm. So if you're saying your dog's name three times and they're still not coming to you, they're not listening. That's not, they're not coming to you, right? So if you're in a relationship and this person just keeps doing the same thing over and over again, that means they're no longer paying attention to who you are and what your needs are. And you need to be able to consider that and then act accordingly. And there are people out there that they do like Um, you know, volunteering and helping the less fortunate and stuff like that. And that does bring them joy. I think what, and you know, like a lot of people are like, well, you know, isn't sacrifice part of it? I mean, you know, like if you go back to the biblical example, uh, you know, God became flesh. He uh, gave his entire life for mankind and, you know, uh, he did it selflessly and blah, blah. Yeah, but then you also have the parable that Jesus told where you got this fig tree in the middle of this vineyard and he comes and he checks out this fig tree. And after three years, he's like, hey, it ain't producing any fruit. We need to cut this down. So then the manager says, well, let's put a bunch of crap around it. That's dung in the Greek. That's what they you know use. Yeah. And let's fertilize this thing and let's see if it'll finally produce fruit. If not, we'll cut it down. Even unconditional love requires a return. Ooh, and I don't even know about that one either. So forgive me, unconditional, compromise. Mm -hmm. Those two words in my brain work the same way. It's like I can love that person in a selfish way. So I kind of give this example. So, and I don't mean to get, you know, uh, biblical too deep, but I think it applies to what we're talking about. People think that them just giving themselves away and sacrificing everything they have for others is honorable. Mm-hmm. But you have Peter, right? So Peter, mm-hmm. if anybody is curious, he was a DI personality. Mm-hmm. Okay, so he's going to be double intense. He's going to be braggadocious. He's going to be bold. He's going to be annoying. He's going to be all of those things, very confident. You see him, you know, like walking on water. Or you see him, you know, well, I want to sit with you on your throne. You know, well, I, I don't want him with me on the throne. Just me and you, Jesus. Like, you just <laughs> see all this stuff, right? So then Jesus is saying, okay, here's what's going to happen. I'm going to be arrested. I'm going to be crucified. But don't worry about it. On the third day, I'll, I'll rise from the dead, right? Paul, or Peter loved Jesus, loved him with all his heart. And he said, oh, no, no, we're not going to let that happen. What does Jesus do? He calls him Satan. Mm-hmm. Okay? Now, why did he say Satan? He said, because you're not mindful of the things of God. Okay, fast forward. Mm-hmm. He's out fishing with because he's a business owner. They mm-hmm. have like partner boats, him mm-hmm. and John. So mm-hmm. they have these partner boats. They're out there fishing. They're not catching anything. And here this guy's on the beach cooking. He's like, hey, are y'all hungry? I got some breakfast over here. You know, and they're kind of looking. And John's like, it's the Lord. So Peter jumps out of the boat, doesn't even wait for it to get pulled in, right? Jumps out of the boat. And after they caught a whole bunch of fish, because you told them to fish on the other side. So he jumps out, he runs up, and he stops. Because he realizes, I betrayed him three days ago. Right? Mm. So he's standing there, because now the relationship dynamic has changed. That's right. Because he let him down, right? Mm-hmm. I'm going somewhere with this. So the Lord says, do you love me? And that word love is agape, unconditional mm-hmm. love, right? Mm-hmm. That word did not exist till the New Testament writers. Mm-hmm. And he's like, I phileo you. That word is, I have affection for you. Mm-hmm. So then the Lord's, again, do you have unconditional love for me? Nope. 
I phileo, I have affection for you. Then he says, do you have affection for me? And he said, Lord, you know I do. And then he gave him his purpose. Mm -hmm. Here's the point. When we think we're operating in unconditional love, where we sacrifice ourselves to the point of stress and Mm -hmm. anger, etc., we are walking in affection. We are not walking in love. Affection can be twisted. Exactly. When you go back to where he said, that's not going to happen to you. And then mm-hmm. the Lord's like, get behind me, Satan. And he says, you're going to betray me. You're going to deny me three times. He's like, no, I won't. The Lord recognized that he had in his heart what he thought was it was something that it wasn't. Mm-hmm. And so he was vulnerable to uh, a fall because affection for another person can be twisted and corrupted. So that's why you have like mothers that give their drug-addicted children money that they know they're going to immediately go mm-hmm. and buy drugs, but, but they think that uh, they won't love them if they don't give them that money, knowing that they can maybe take a fatal dose and they'll never see them again. Why would a parent take the chance of feeding an addiction that could kill their child? Because affection has been perverted. And so mm-hmm. when you look at those situations, it's a fear of loss. And mm-hmm. I'm finding mm-hmm. the more me and you work together and work, mm-hmm. work with people, fear of loss is one of the dominating motivations in people, wouldn't you say? Oh, it absolutely is because it's the thing that lies beneath the surface. So again, the idea of unconditional. Yeah. So when I compare unconditional to the word compromise and I'm like, ah, they don't exist in my mind. This is what I'm suggesting to you. You can love a person unconditionally, Mm -hmm. but loving them And the action that you take are not the same thing. Mm -hmm. So just because I love you unconditionally does not mean that I'm going to let you take an action that's going to hurt me. Don't get it twisted. Right. right? I can love you and say, I'm going to help you to do these things. But there are things that you are required to do because you must help yourself. Right. Because this is what this is all about. Where is your faith in yourself? What is it that you want? Right. Right. So when a client comes to me and they're in a situation and they just feel like their relationship or their life is broken, I will ask them, what do you want most Mm -hmm. right now? And if you're with someone and they are not returning to you what you need in order for you to feel good in that association, it doesn't matter how much you love them. If they are not treating you kindly, if they're not returning to you the things that you need to have in order for you to feel good, it doesn't matter how much you love them. You have to be able to recognize the actions that they are taking. And this is what I mean when I say, be careful of the language you use and how that language Uh, in your mind causes you to take an action that is not really appropriate for yourself. So again, when we say love, you have to understand love is a mutual thing. It is. But love is an action word. Okay. Uh It is. And so when you are examining the actions, that's when you get the chance to determine how much am I going to continue to invest in this, right? Yeah. And so... When I think of unconditional love, uh, it's not love that, again, just there's no expectation of return. But true love is recognizing when there is something going on that offends it and will do what is needed to remove it. So when I take it back to uh, the relationship that I was telling you about, Mm -hmm. 
Man, this conversation went directions I did not expect, Coach. But when we when we go to this couple, I say, okay, here's what you need to do. First thing, you need to quit being so nice. That's right. Mm-hmm. And she's like, okay. Well, we had already gone down this route before mm-hmm. with another relative, so she knew mm-hmm. exactly what to do. Right. And it, it salvaged that relationship. Mm-hmm. And I said, so you need to start putting uh, uh, things out that are different. Now, all of a sudden, you got this person off kilter. They're not sure what's going on. And things are unsteady. They're not getting the typical, you know, you bend over backwards to do everything and be everything. They're not getting that now. Mm-hmm. So now it's like, okay, wait a minute. I might have gone too far. Mm-hmm. And so I told her, I said, true love is saying no to bad behavior. And your hope can be that by you doing these specific things, it will actually change his heart and you can preserve your family. But if not, then you need to be willing at some point to let that person go. That's right. So if we go back to my client and mm-hmm. this whole conversation that started last week, you know, and again, I'm not trying to be biblical. This is not a preaching thing. But here's the crux of the matter. Mm-hmm. You love people to the degree that you love yourself. Yes. If you're not willing to be that person with the whip driving people out of the house mm-hmm. to preserve the house, mm-hmm. then you don't love yourself. Yeah. It always has to start there. It does. And that may feel selfish to some people, but it's actually not. And so when you look at these situations, why would you think being in an abusive relationship or working for an abusive boss or an abusive leader how is that love it just isn't and that's all there is to it yeah so examining the thinking is always important Mm -hmm. you know i have been described before as being elusive you know and i thought really I'm well, you do a... check your feathers, though, Coach. Make sure not being plucked. <laughs> yeah, I don't want my feathers to be plucked, yes. But it's like, no, I'm not elusive. I'm just not the type of person that's going to allow you to make certain assumptions about me. Mm-hmm. So you're not really sure where I'm coming from. But what they don't understand is once I give my word, I'm, I am supportive to whoever I'm working with, like the ground underneath their feet. But before they can get that sense of me, they're going to have to make sure that they are bringing to me the things that I need, right? That's the negotiation. It may be quiet with me, but what I'm really saying is it's like, I know what I'm going to give you, Mm -hmm. but I need to see what you're bringing to me first. And that goes back to when you help people, like in our work, Mm -hmm. you have to do certain things that's right you do. or we might as well stop there's no going further hurt people hurt people mm-hmm. and the only way we can stop people from hurting us hurting you hurting your business hurting your community is to make people accountable for the first for what they think mm-hmm. because what they think is going to produce an action so we want people to be accountable for their thinking and then the behavior that follows from that thinking and once a person is able to be accountable to that now we're operating on the same plane now we can do business together we can be in harmony together we can have whatever kind of relationship is suggested in our union but we first have to be on the same page which means then that not one person is sacrificing themselves their business their opportunity their life their joy Yeah. Right. 
And we can even take this extremely practical, and I think in closing, I want to give a couple pointers for people that have a rough time for saying no, other than the fact that you just need to get real as to why it's so hard. And you need to call us. <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll help you. Uh, but like, if we go back to the twisted idea now where you've got unsanctified compassion and mercy, mm-hmm. where criminals who are harming communities, harming others, there's more sympathy Mm-hmm. than there is for the victims, the true victims. Mm-hmm. So when we go back to the instance of I was waiting for you to uh, get, you know, because I arrived early at um, Coach's Corner, and so I'm just sitting around looking around, you know, and uh, I see this lady, remember I was mad, came in, <laughs> see this lady literally digging for several moments in her vehicle for trash that she then literally threw on the ground Instead of walking the direction they were going and putting it in the trash, right? Mm, so it wasn't, mm, it mm. fell out. Mm-hmm. She literally dug to throw it on the ground. And I'm right. all, oh, you know, and I was shocked. So you're like, you might need to take a picture. Okay. I went and took a picture. Mm-hmm. And so I put it on Facebook. And everybody's like, well, that's terrible that you put that on Facebook. It probably just fell out or blah, blah, blah. I'm like, no, no, it didn't. It did not fall out. She dug it out, right? What's the point? I was, I don't guess I was surprised, but it still is amazing when people will take up for those that harm others. You've got to be careful of getting in that victim mindset where you're actually enabling people to harm you, harm communities, harm businesses. It's like with employees. You got an employee that's an idiot. Mm -hmm. You need to fire them. You know what I mean? If you've given the protocol, you've visited with them, you've provided them the tools and the mentoring that they need, and they're still wasting your time or hurting your customers, but they've got, they're a single mom, it doesn't matter. They need to be fired. Yeah. So you cannot harm others or get into that victim mentality where you're not willing to make the hard choices. Yes. Again, think about one, what you want Mm -hmm. from life. Understand what you're willing to give um, for what you want because that it, there, it's reciprocal. Yeah. When it comes to other people, recognize that if somebody is not giving you what you need in exchange for what you're giving them, you're in an unbalanced situation. Codependency is a term. You know, yeah. that's a term. And it's like if you cannot recognize that the joy, the the investment or whatever that experience is, is not coming back to you in a way that you recognize and appreciate that benefits you, then you are in the wrong association. Mm -hmm. And you have to understand that the only person that has the power to change that is you. Mm -hmm. And if you're a person that says, well, I'm going to pray on it. Well, understand this before you even get on your knees, you've already been given your answer, but you have to take action on that. You know, you must have faith in yourself that you deserve the things that you want from life, including how you are treated by other people. If you don't have that, then you should not be surprised about the experiences in your life. Yeah. I would, um, just a couple suggestions for people is, uh, you know, learning to say no gracefully is a blog post I've got. I think it's a podcast mm-hmm. episode two on work your biz like a boss. Mm-hmm. But one of the things I tell people is number one, you got to understand that anytime you give people time, there is an exchange. You lose yes. that time. Yes. So you have to ask, is this benefiting my one thing? If yes. not, you say no. 
But one way that can kind of help, especially when you're first learning to say no, mm-hmm. I mean, you can do it like cold turkey and just say, no, I don't have time for that. And then who cares what they think about you, right? You know, right. like that's me, um, <laughs> but it wasn't always me. But another thing is, okay, there may be parts of what is being requested of you that you actually want to do mm-hmm. and you feel you have time for, but there are other parts you don't, you know, you don't have time for. So it's like, okay, I don't have time for this, but I am willing to commit this much time to this aspect of what you're asking me. Uh, and if they're fine with it, then go for it. But other times it might be like, you know what? I can't do it. Uh, I choose not to do it if you want to even go that far, but say, but I know someone who might be interested. Mm -hmm. And that is a way, at least temporarily, of making yourself feel a little bit better while you're practicing saying no. And then over time you're like, you know what? I like my life. I don't want to do that. So I'm just not going to, you know, like eventually you'll get to that point. But really it boils down, is this getting you to the life you want? Is it hurting your family, your health, and your emotions, and even you know, the fun things you want to do? And recognizing that saying no is actually an act of love and grace towards yourself. It really is. And along with that... I'm writing I, that down, Coach. That's another, right yes, ma'am. Another thing to go along with that is this. Anyone in your life that says, I understand you, I care about you, I like you, I love you even, when you have to tell that person that you're not available in that moment, they understand that. Mm-hmm. And if that's a person that's meant to be in your life, they're, they, they're going to say things to you that make it easier for you to say, you know what, I'm not available right now, but mm-hmm. when I am, I'll be right there. Mm-hmm. Right? And if they're not able to bring that to you, then you now have a clearer vision about what that type of association is. So what did I just say? The people who respect you and they care about you, they will hear what you're saying to them in the way that you intend it. Very good, Coach. Yeah. Very good. So uh, in the show notes, we have uh, our email. If you have Mm -hmm. any comments or suggestions or topics, um, yourhellyalife.com. Check that out. Sign up. It opens January 20th. Um, These are the types of things that we get into. But again, we've distilled it to three things. It really is three things you need to know. It will change your life. We're not Mm -hmm. exaggerating. We're not trying to get people to sign up because we don't want to carry people across the line. No. We're looking for serious people that they know there there has to be something more and there has to be a way to create the life they want. And so check that out. Leave us a review. Share this. And uh, we'll be talking to them next week. Yeah. You want to have an outstanding upcoming year. You want to have an ex- outstanding life. And you want to enjoy each and every moment. If that's what your goal is. You need to call us Mm -hmm. because you're going to find out that there are things that we're going to bring to you that are richer than you can get listening to this podcast. Yeah. 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 And locally, we'll have an in-person class and then online. Oh, yes. All right, coach.